Hello and welcome to another episode of Shemaine's Model Health Podcast for those wishing to optimize their long-term health and weight goals. I am Shemaine Linney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert and biohacker and I'm super, super grateful to have you here with me this day before Valentine's Day. So this week of love and I hope you're all feeling loved up and super duper well. So this week's podcast, alas, is not about love, um, but it is kind of about loving your body, if that makes sense. So this week's podcast is about digestive support and enzymes. Um, I always pick topics that I get asked about or are popular at a stage in my teaching, and this um issue has definitely arose a lot over the last few weeks so it is going to be a little bit longer it's going to be a little bit more information dense so please excuse me but I do promise it's going to be super helpful for you and you will take away valuable information and tools that you can implement into your lifestyle and your health journey immediately so let's go Okay, so we know having a good digestive system is essential for optimal health. Uh, we need to be able to break down our foods properly so that we may absorb all of the nutrients and minerals and prevent acid reflux. And we also don't want any food or particles leaking into our bloodstream. So showing your digestive tract a lot of love should be a big priority, especially if you're spending a lot of money on good foods like organic fruit and veg, superfoods, grass-fed meats, and so on and so on. So if you're investing a lot in your health, you want to be giving your gut um, a lot of attention as well. Um, and you want to make sure that if you are spending a lot of money on good food that you're getting your money's worth. So you want to get all the nutrients out of that food and be benefiting from those foods. So you might have hormonal imbalances or maybe fatigue, you have excess hunger, maybe mood issues or bad PMS, you could have sugar cravings or carb cravings um, and all of which could be tied into an enzyme deficiency. You'd also be experiencing maybe some nausea to um, some sort of spasming in your bowels feeling lethargy, just not all that great and obviously having issues with bowel movements um, and these may be because you're just not breaking down your food properly. Maybe you're stressed and you're not chewing your food well enough. Um, maybe if you do have a bowel movement you'll see an oily film around your poop, maybe pieces of food still present in your poop that haven't been broken down or maybe your poop floats um, and you also are experiencing acid reflux or gas after you eat um, and these can all be signs of not breaking down your food and this can be due to an enzyme deficiency. So like I would say any type of burping or gas after eating that tells us that you're not breaking down your foods properly and even nausea can be a sign that you're not breaking down your foods properly. 
If you're a vegetarian or a vegan in the past, a lot of times people go vegetarian or vegan because they say they've lost the taste for meat. But in many cases, it's because they don't have enough stomach acid to digest the meat. Um, and then heartburn. A lot of times people have heartburn. It is generally um, an association with excess carbohydrates in the diet, but it can actually also be low stomach acid too. So not the opposite way around. So low stomach acid, not having too much stomach acid, which a lot of people think it is. So you've got that valve at the bottom of your stomach and it's kind of a regulator. And if your food is not broken down, your body is super smart. It doesn't want undigested food in your intestines so if it can't go down it's going to go back up and this is what causes your acid reflux um, a few more symptoms that people may experience that have a need for enzymes or a need for increased stomach acid would be um, this one it seems a little unusual, but it does tell us a lot about the health of your gastrointestinal tract. And that's your fingernails. If you've got chipping, peeling, brittle fingernails, or you've got ridges on the nails, that tells us that your digestion is not good. You're not getting the trace minerals that you need from your food. Um, also anemia too, and that's this I feel is a bit obvious because if you're not digesting your food, um, you'll have low iron or ferritin levels. So like if you're eating grass-fed beef or bison or elk or all of these yummy foods, but you're not absorbing the iron, um, then that's going to be a contributor to low iron or ferritin levels. And that's got a lot to do with having issues with low stomach acid. Um, also, when we look at your nails, you shouldn't see any white spots or speckles on your finger. This can be a sign of a zinc deficiency. Your nails should be relatively strong. So if you push down on it or you bend it into a low position, it shouldn't bend. It should stay pretty straight and kind of be flexible and strong. Um, and people that have issues with this, their nails will start to peel as well. So as gross as that sounds, they the nails can become quite brittle and weak if you're deficient in some areas um, and again you'll start to see vertical ridges and white spots um, and that's kind of going to be one of your first signs that you're not quite digesting proteins fats um, and ionizing your minerals especially zinc um, and this would be a number one sign for females. Number two is called keratosis pilaris. And I know a lot of you are going to say, oh my God, I have that. So what this is, if you look on the back of females' arms around the triceps, you're going to see these like little dots, like little red spots. And this is called keratosis pilaris. Typically from essential fatty acid deficiencies, a lot of times if you don't have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach or enzymes like lipase to mobilize the fatty acids, you will see the spots. So adding in some good fatty acids like krill oil along with addressing enzyme issues can help with this. And I 
speak about lipase as an enzyme when I work with my weight loss clients and how that if your insulin is high, lipase is not going to be able to be in its active state. So that's something to bear in mind as well, watching your insulin levels. Okay, so let's look at how can your body create its own enzymes. So enzymes are primarily going to be stimulated through the digestive process and the parasympathetic nervous system. That's your rest and digest state or your rest and repair state. Um, so the more your nervous system is parasympathetic or relaxed, the more you're going to have a nice low pH in your stomach. You want your stomach to be low in pH. You want to have a super acidic stomach. Um, and this then will in turn stimulate gastrin and that's going to lower um, the pH of your stomach. So being in your parasympathetic state will stimulate gastrin and lower the pH of your stomach because a lot of enzymes are actually pH driven. So if we don't hit that first domino of the parasympathetic nervous system, um, then stimulate the nice low pH in the stomach, which is from hydrochloric acid, then we will see more enzymatic activation from the pancreas um, as the food would now actually be chime as it passes through your digestive system. So the food is being churned and digested a bit at this stage. Um, so once we have all that rolling, then this stimulates the pancreas to produce more enzymes in the gall gallbladder, which produces more bile, which will help with fat absorption. And I know a few of you will say, what if I don't have a gallbladder? Um, well, I've addressed that in the past. You can take some enzymes to help break this down um, and looking uh, specifically at what nutrients you're taking in. But anyway, so this is like a domino effect. It starts with the parasympathetic nervous system and then with having good hydrochloric acid levels and so on. Um, and just a side note, this is where uh, one of those alkaline waters may not be the best idea. Um, so as well, this is why I wouldn't be big on a full-blown alkaline diet either. We do need to have these acidic pH levels in our body. Um, so how can we stimulate our own enzymes? Make sure you're obviously relaxed when you're eating, maybe not eating when rushing around or in the car if you're stressed. Uh, next, we want to make sure you're chewing your food properly. You know, some health professionals will say chew your food um, 50 times, but I think aiming for 20 chews is a reasonable place to start or aim for. Make sure you're hydrated because a lot of these digestive enzymes get carried in the fluids we consume. But in saying that, we want to be careful about drinking water while we eat because this can lower the pH in your stomach. Um, so we got a double-edged sword there. The lower the pH, the more the enzymes are activated, the more water you drink in the meal, the more you dilute these enzymes that are there, the more you raise your pH, which we don't want, and you deactivate future enzymes from being produced. And this is where breaking down food and absorbing nutrients becomes a problem because we are not say producing enough pepsin 
to break down protein. Um, and the biggest thing that is going to affect pH, of course, is inflammation. So avoiding inflammatory foods is important here too. You really want to be smart about what you're putting into your body. Um, so then there are some exceptions. Um, if people have an ulcer or have good issues in and around the stomach, one of the first things we would do, um, if we know that they have a history of stomach issues, we're going to use gut healing and soothing nutrients first. We're going to look at some bone broth, maybe some aloes, a bit of slippery elm. Deglycerized licorice can be awesome. Um, L-glutamine as well for gastrointestinal support and that'll all help coat the stomach. We'll make sure food is well broken down. We may even focus more on a GAPS diet kind of approach and add more liquid soups that are really easy to digest and palatable um, and maybe even focus on adding in some enzymes. So I hope you're still hanging on there. Oh, we're nearly finished. So now, depending on how someone is doing, how sensitive their gut is, it can be a good measure of how the gut's healing. So if they're feeling pretty good, that's a good sign. You can start with like um, adding in a six to an eight to a quarter of a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar with food. If someone's really sensitive, we want to start with this low dose. Um, if you're going to have any acids and you have a history of stomach issues, you can start with light acids such as apple cider vinegar or plain organic lemon juice um, and then do it with food if you feel that it's causing an irritation in your stomach and that can just ease it a bit um, and then if you're doing well once you get a full tablespoon and have no problem with food we can move you to a hydrochloric acid supplement with say pepsin um, you can artificially and naturally stimulate stimulate your enzymes also with using other bitters um, chamomile and a bit of ginger but in the interim, using healing, soothing nutrients, and then we focus more on the enzymes in the hydrochloric acid uh, because they can be less abrasive. So it, if you feel you have good issues, um, this is where you're looking for healing, soothing nutrients. Um, integrate more smoothies, soups, salads into your diet. Uh, of course, bone broth. I'm a big fan of bone broth. Um, and like I said, stuff like that, that is going to be soothing and healing for your gut. So when we look at enzymes and all the different types of enzymes, if you were looking to supplement with enzymes, you're going to have enzymes like amylase um, and such, which are going to be more your carbohydrate enzymes. You're going to have various proteases that help digest protein. Um, those will have different names like trypsin or chymotrypsin, protease. And then you will have various enzymes like lipases, which we mentioned earlier. And these are going to be more for digesting and mobilizing and breaking 
breaking down fat. Um, also, you'll have bile salts that work synergistically with breaking down fat. So those are kind of the major categories for carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Um, of course, we can't forget about a lactase enzyme, um, and they can be helpful for anyone with bad lactose intolerance. Um, bromelain is an enzyme I like to use myself, especially if you have any sort of yeast or fungi overgrowth. Um, but um, if you feel you may be at risk of coming into contact with something that will cause you gastric gastric distress then it's smart to keep some sort of enzyme close by or in your bag so whew, the short of this podcast um is that enzymes and hydrochloric acid supplements can be crucial i look towards if i haven't narrowed it down to a specific enzyme I will be looking towards HCL and pepsin or betaine and pepsin uh, supplement to add in. And they are one of the most important foundations you should have if you want to be on an optimal healthy you that lives long and pain-free and simple life. If you have issues with your gastrointestinal tract, this might be an area you want to look in. So to figure out that you would have to ask um, your functional health or medicine practitioner if they could test you for it or diagnose your symptoms. Um, infections like parasites and bacterial overgrowth like SIBO and Candida, um, these can be a sign that you need a bit of enzymatic support. Um, and now if you get the testing done and you find that you're free of infections and your gut is not stretched, stressed, which is pretty rare, most people have some sort of gut issues, then that's that would be awesome. Maybe then you're just a lot you would just need a lower dose of hydrochloric acid and enzymes or maybe you do soup and salads and smoothies and you don't use enzymes but otherwise it might be best to cycle enzymes and maybe use a lower dose of hcl hydrochloric acid every few weeks and monitor how you feel of course working with a health practitioner um, or professional is going to be super helpful there. So I know this was a bit more information dense and you're going to see a few more podcasts from me over the next few weeks that are going to be more dense in information because I feel people need it. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you know anyone, even one person that will benefit from information like this, please, please share with them. And happy Valentine's everyone. I hope you have a lovely day tomorrow and and a safe, healthy week, and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.